get stuffed. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Double Stuff Cinema. This is episode number 62. I'm Tyler. I'm Neil. And I'm Shrey. And today we're joined by three special guests. Uh, We've got two of them with us right here right now. The next one will join us in a few moments, but uh, we'll let them introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Brielle. I'm Neil's sister. I'm Rupi. I'm Shrey's sister. So we've got the girls here today. Uh, We're going to be joined by Tyler's sister in a little bit um, as well. But we got them here today to talk about another topic in our ongoing Star Wars month. We're here to talk about The Mandalorian, uh, mostly about season two, I think, but we'll talk about season one a little bit as well. Uh, The second season wrapped up over winter break about a month ago. So we all kind of got to like, you know, watch them with our families, watch them with our siblings. And so today we're here to kind of get their overall thoughts on the season and on the whole the show in general so uh we'll open it up to you guys just right off the bat what were your overall thoughts did you like it what how much did you like it all that sort of stuff either one of you feel free to start brielle you look like you're ready (laughs) um i loved it i thought the last episode was like a big plot twist which like i definitely was not expecting and I knew it was Luke when, like, obviously the lightsaber, but then, like, R2-D2 came out, too, and I was like, oh, my God, wait. <laughs> like, it was so cool. Mm-hmm. Ruth v? I definitely, Yeah, I definitely thought that, too. I wasn't expecting it to be Luke. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like both of you are kind of different in where, like, your enjoyment of Star Wars is. You know, can you kind of, like, describe that, like, what your relationship with Star Wars, so to speak, is? Um, so I used to like not really want to watch the movies at all. I've only started like watching them recently, and that's mostly because of you. Um, yeah. But I've been enjoying them. Mm-hmm. Now you, we, I made sure like we would all like, you know, at least mostly watch them in some sort of order, or like, um, maybe not even in an order, but just randomly watching ones. When would you say like? you know, the real switch happened where you actually started enjoying Star Wars rather than it just being something you had to watch with us? Probably. Or is it still like, something you have to just watch with us? No, I really liked, um, I, like, the first one with Ray. I don't remember what it's called. but <laughs> The Force Awakens. Really, the Force Awakens. I really liked that one. Okay. And Brielle, what about you? How has your relationship with Star Wars changed over time? Um, I think I've always, me and Neil have, like, pretty much grown up watching it. Like, we always, like, used to play, like, the Lego Star Wars Wii game and everything. And we watch it quite a bit, actually. I feel like we watch at least the whole, like, series twice a year. So it's, it's just sticking in my head. hmm Yeah. So, uh, when it came time for Mandalorian to come out, how, like, eager were you guys to, like, watch it? Like, did you right off the bat. I know I know Ruthvi's answer, but we'll let her explain it. But uh Brielle, I'm curious about you. Um I was more hesitant to watch it because I wasn't exactly sure what it'd be about. But then like I feel like I ended up watching it a lot later than everyone because I like all the hype around like Baby Yoda 
like came around. So I was like, okay, I feel like I have to watch it. So then I started it and I actually really liked it. Nice. Ruthie, what about you? Um, well, I didn't really want to watch it. I thought it would be boring. Like I didn't really know what a Mandalorian was. So I was just kind of like, whatever. But then when we started watching it, I got really into it. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, did you guys have like a favorite character or maybe like a favorite couple characters from uh, from the entire show? Um, obviously I really like Baby Yoda. Yeah, let's get um, let's get the obvious two out of the way. So besides the Mandalorian and Grogu, who right. are like, you know, the big ones that you like if you like any other characters besides that. Oh, you know, I really liked the frog lady. She was really cute. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun that was a fun arc. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite character is probably Cara Dune because I thought she was just like a really cool character and she was like really like she kind of showed like a lot of strength throughout the story and she really helped Mando like throughout his missions. Mm-hmm. What did you think of uh, the villain? Did you find him intimidating? Because I know that's like something that can actually be like difficult to do in Star Wars, make a villain actually intimidating. Because you got like Kylo Ren, who's kind of like a whiny man child. Darth Vader isn't exactly that scary in the original movies. Did you find Moff Gideon to be an intimidating protagonist or antagonist? Not, I mean, at first glance, I kind of thought he seemed like a, I don't know, like a teacher like a science teacher or something like he didn't seem that mean but (laughs) mr hall if you're listening (laughs) mr hall and basically the same person (laughs) so brielle didn't think him that he was that intimidating what about you rothby well no he didn't he looks scary or like intimidating really I feel like just based off of the previous characters, it was kind of hard to take him seriously as like a villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say he was probably definitely the least like physically intimidating villain in Star Wars, but kind of his manipulation of things, once you get to know him, that was probably the scary yeah. part of him, his character. Yeah, I feel like... Honestly... Oh, go, oh ahead. go ahead, Neil. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just going to say like, I don't think uh, physically, like Tyler said, he was super, like we didn't get to see a lot of his like skills, especially uh, combat wise, really. But um, I know there were a couple episodes, especially the season one finale, but I know we did get to see like kind of his mentality and like his menacing character. And I, honestly, I thought that the, that the guy who played him, he acted really well too um, throughout the series pretty uh, solidly. Yeah, I mean, Giancarlo Esposito, who, plays Moff Gideon he's kind of like known for these like surprise villains that show up like a bit into the show and I feel like he always plays them pretty well he's like kind of weird and sinister in some way that you can't quite put your finger on but he's definitely like a little bit messed up and a bit evil so it whenever he shows up you know there's always going to be trouble but I feel like uh at least in the last episode he kind of gets taken out pretty easily like as a threat Mm -hmm. Like you feel like he's going to be this big threat throughout the show and then he's just gone or well not gone but like as far as we know handled yeah exactly yeah i think a lot of his uh power came from what were they called the dark troopers 
Yeah. Um, those guys were kind of like what he was, you know, putting all of his efforts into. And I think that when Luke shows up at the end, and just takes them all out. He really is yeah. defeated. You know, he's yeah pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am curious. So what were some of your favorite like uh, storylines throughout the show? So obviously you have, a, you know, the main story going on of uh, Mando and Grogu, but like were there some episodes that you liked in particular, like that were just like kind of one-offs where they went off and had their own mini adventure? I kind of, I like the, I think it was the second episode of season two with like all the spiders and like Ruby said, like the, the frog lady was kind of funny. And then like baby Yoda kept eating her eggs and stuff. I just found that really, I found that episode like the most entertaining, like that made me laugh the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I loved how that episode was basically just like a little tiny mini adventure kind of separate from the main plot and uh, Mm -hmm. they threw in like the x-wings and they had the spider things were really creepy I didn't like those but they were like they were like good monsters because that's I guess the point I think Uh, the cool thing about those monsters those are like those are based on original Ralph McQuarrie I think art like Mm -hmm. yep made those for the original movies and then they finally got used as actual creatures in the show which is cool that you know this is kind of like the dumping ground for all the star wars stuff that they've always wanted to show or referenced and like now they just get to do it yeah i actually didn't know that i honestly when i that whole episode gave me like vibes of uh harry potter and the chamber of secrets like the forest Mm -hmm. scene it's kind of like that kind of uh you know situation i guess dude Mm -hmm. when when we were watching my dad like literally said like harry potter star wars like even the Hobbit and everything, like they all just steal from each other. Lord of the Rings, yeah. every everything loves to have a giant spider. Like wherever you can do it, everyone knows a spider. A giant spider is like the most terrifying thing, That's so they true. always have to have one in there. Right. Yeah. Um, another question I kind of wanted to ask you too was, um, I know we might not have seen too much of this character, but the droid IG Eleven. Um, just knowing like how Star Wars movies randomly kind of not randomly but they use C-3PO and R2-D2 and now BB-8 right is a big one so what do you think of the use of the droid like did you like that character I don't know um, if Ruth remembers the droid yeah I know I feel like <laughs> I feel like the droid is, is, mine, is, I... is that the one who was like the nurse droid yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. the nurse droid yeah um, I liked him it was kind of sweet how they how like um they like reprogrammed him so he wasn't evil anymore Mm -hmm. it's also funny because like um he's the the same model as ig88 which is like in the original trilogy and you only see him for like a moment but like he's kind of like known to star wars fans as this really intimidating menacing assassin and -hmm. then you get to see a similar guy here voiced by taika waititi of all people yeah <laughs> exactly yeah yeah awesome. i thought it was cool how he he was a one person or like person who like made mando take off his mask to like first and then also like the one thing i remember is the like how they he kind of sacrificed his life which is really sad i thought that was really sad how he sacrificed mm-hmm. his life in like that lava for them mm-hmm uh, I was curious, what are, what were some like, you know, the general themes or elements that you like, liked of the show, you know, because there's like the sci-fi stuff, 
there's you know where it kind of feels like a western at sometimes where it's like mando helping out of town or then there's like the little family stuff you know where it's uh, mando and grogu like learning about each other or like just hanging out what parts of the show did you really like which parts did you not enjoy as much watching i liked grogu and mando's like kind of father-son relationship throughout the story because like I remember when he like first learned Grogu's name he would like I think the episode right after he learned he started like he kept saying his name and laughing when Grogu would like notice him and stuff so I thought that was really cute Mm. I really liked that too like all the family aspect and then the scene where the like the villagers came and they all like fought the crate dragon Mm-hmm. I thought that was a fun episode. Yeah. Uh, you also told us um, your favorite, like, kind of story, but you both picked one from season two. Did you have a favorite season one episode or like mini arc that you liked in there? I, it's kind of blurry in my mind, but it was one where they were like they were trying to get into the cave, and there was like that big dragon snake. That, that's like season. Animal. That's the Is that first, season two. Uh, yeah, that's the first episode of season oh. two. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it, it's a bit difficult to like, you know tell those apart because I feel like, uh, at least to me, season one felt like a very you know connected story where each thing fit together, and season mm-hmm. two individual adventures where you can kind of tell them apart. I remember the the big thing with the Jawas at the beginning, right? And mm-hmm. he's the he's with the the guild. That was pretty cool. And then there was the um, I'm trying to remember what else. There was the heist with with Mayfield. Yeah. Um, Ruthie, you liked the uh, the Jawas a lot, right? Like you. I thought they were funny. Yeah, I mean, like the we, way they talk and everything. We've seen Jawas throughout Star Wars, but like this is like the most focused attention there's been on them, which is cool. Yeah, also, same thing with the Tusken Raiders. Yeah. Um, Tyler, I don't know if you... So I definitely didn't realize this the first time I was watching, but the second time I was watching, I think in the season one or season two first episode, um, the mm-hmm. I forget her name, but the lady he keeps going to for repairs when she's trying to tell him where the town is that he has to go to to find Cobb Van, she brings over that droid and I didn't realize it until the second time when I was watching it with my family that that droid is the one that sacrifices himself so that R2-D2 can go with C-3PO and Luke in episode four. Like, that's the same droid, I think. Oh, I didn't catch that either. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I really didn't realize it. And then I was like, it's the exact same shape. It's the exact same colors. It really is it? Um, it's like another R2 unit, right? I think it's like r 5 d4 or something like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the one that like blows up mm-hmm. yeah i i recently read that like um when they're like beeping and booping before like he goes r2 is like there's like actual dialogue for that where r2 is like telling him like i have to go with them please it, it's the fate of the universe or something <laughs> and so r5 like actually knows that there's stakes and he purposely like redirects some power somewhere and makes himself look like he's failed so that R2 can go with C3PO. So it's not just like a random occurrence. I don't know if that's retconned or if that was written originally, but like that is the official explanation, I believe. 
R2 is playing the long game there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you guys notice any like big or were you guys like really noticing like Star Wars, you know, connections to stuff you'd seen in movies throughout the show? Or were you, you just kind of like stuck in on like, you know, the new environments and stuff like that? Um, yeah, it felt mostly separate from like the movies and stuff, which I kind of liked because um, I don't remember a whole lot from the movie so it was nice to like not need the background information to like enjoy the show yeah it was a little harder for me to notice but I think more of like the ships uh, were becoming like familiar from like the Star Wars movies um another question we were thinking of was like what did you guys think about the one Ahsoka episode because I think she's only there for the for the one um and I know a lot of people really love that episode so like what what you guys think of that one and her character I think she's really cool I like that episode and I haven't watched Clone Wars so I don't exactly know her story that well but I thought like the role she played in that one episode was really good for sure I had like a weird like obsession with Ahsoka for some reason, even though I don't think I ever see I had ever seen Clone Wars, but I just really liked her for some reason when I was little, so I was excited to see her again. Yeah, the, the Clone. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. That episode was really fun. Yeah, yeah the Clone Wars is definitely like pretty cool for like understanding more of her character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also really interesting, you know, like if you're not going to really go in depth with star wars but you watch like the movies you've probably seen the clone wars movie which i think is where ruthie's like obsession with ahsoka came when she was younger because she definitely had to watch the animated movie like six or seven times with me when we were growing up (laughs) but because back then i definitely thought that was like peak star wars like when it when i was like seven or something and i just had a DVD of that and i could just watch that over and over again it's interesting seeing like, you know, if you're really into Star Wars, but not like wanting to go deep, you've watched the Clone Wars movie and now you're in on demando. So you've gone like from Ahsoka being the most irritating character to her suddenly becoming like <laughs> this awesome mm-hmm. Jedi Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have our uh, third guest with us here. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi guys. Um, I'm Corlin, and I'm Tyler's little sister. Welcome, Corlin. Uh, we're just in the middle of talking about uh, what was it? Connect or Ahsoka's episode? Uh, Ahsoka's episode. Yeah. Yeah. Do you um, have any uh, opinions on uh, or thoughts on that episode? Oh man, um, I just thought it was super cool to see her in like real life and how they did it. I'm not sure what everyone else was saying already, but um, super cool to see it. Uh, Corlin, what was your like kind of background with Star Wars before you like we got you got to the Mandalorian like growing up how into it were you and all that um definitely probably really similar to Tyler I'm not sure what he said already um but I've watched all of the movies and everything I haven't gotten a chance to rewatch Clone Wars since I was little so I definitely want to do that again um but I've seen all the movies multiple times Mm -hmm. so you'd say you're like a big Star Wars fan right yeah, probably like mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I so how did all of you like watch the show? Like, did you watch it by yourselves? Did you watch it with uh, family siblings? How did you do it? Um. So the first season, 
um I kind of watched like here and there with my family second season I watched um by myself and then also with my boyfriend um actually funny story um we went to watch the last episode and he actually skipped ahead so it, the whole thing got spoiled Luke was in it R2 oh, I saw no. the whole thing before we got to watch it so it was it was quite the bummer <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the whole buildup of that. Uh, I remember Neil texting us, I think while watching it, and oh me as God. well, mm -hmm. like saying that I had like literal heart problems during that. And <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that green lightsaber, oh my gosh. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But so, okay, overall, I guess. So wait, 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 wait. Uh, Brielle and Ruthie, what, what about you guys? Oh, Your right, whole, right. Yeah. Can't go too I, fast, Neil. <laughs> I started, I think I watched season, like the first episode of season two with Neil, but then he wanted to keep going, but I had work all the time during winter break. So he just watched it without me and then I had to catch up. <laughs> I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. we, Tyler and I had a lot of pressure on him to keep watching. Yeah, it was constant text reminding me to watch like, it. Yeah, <laughs> we had like giant threads that Neil just had to like open the thing and just close it right away so that he didn't have to read it all. Yeah. <laughs> bad I got really tired. I got really really tired of waiting. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna watch it. She can catch up, and she mm -hmm. did. So it's okay. We're all here now. And Ruthie? Um, so I remember like you showing me a video of like, I think like the scene that you have behind you, like Baby Yoda throwing up. And I really wanted to see like where that was in the actual episode. So I think we watched that one and then I kind of got hooked on it and we binge watched the whole thing. Yeah. Over break. The way Ruthie watched it was not a way I'd recommend to everyone because so we started it right when our break started. Um, I had watched everything. My dad was watching it normally. And then like, he got a bit behind. He was four and a half episodes behind or something or four episodes behind. So my sister and my mom had not watched any of it. So one day we're like, all right, let's, let's watch Mando. Let's catch up. So then my dad and I just gave like a quick explanation to both of them. And then we're like, all right, let's watch the last four episodes. So we binge watched those all in one go. And then Rothvi was like, I actually like that. Can we start from the beginning? So we, she watched the last four episodes and then we had to go back to the beginning and watch it back all the way through. Nice. That works. <laughs> I'm glad it managed to get her into the show, but I wish she would have, uh, you know, gotten the whole buildup of the Luke reveal and all that. You know? mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first episode had, like, a pretty kind of crazy foreshadowing because that's when Mandalorian picks up uh, Boba Fett's armor, right? Mm -hmm. And so that whole thing was kind of like, whoa, like, wait a second. I remember I, t I remember texting you guys, too. So, it just, you, I don't know. They just kicked You didn't know there was a post credit scene, Neil. Or, no, you watched it, but you didn't realize that it was Boba Fett. Because I remember in the episode where he showed up, finally... You're like, I had no idea this was coming. And Tyler and I were like, well, he was in that, he was the dude in that post credit scene at the end of the first episode. And you're like, yeah, I didn't mind. watch that. <laughs> yeah, because I, <laughs> like, I saw the armor and I'm like, look, I played a lot of the Lego games. 
<laughs> I've seen like a lot of stuff <laughs> to know that that's Boba Fett's armor. But I did yeah. not. Yeah, you're right. I did not know that he was going to be in the episode, which I guess it was kind of cooler, honestly, because when I saw him, I was like, whoa. Yeah, when yeah. he shows up. So. Yeah. Uh, how excited were you guys to like, see like characters like Boba Fett and like Ahsoka show up? Like, um, you know, like mainly Boba Fett, because like he's someone you know a little bit about. Uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, you know more about him, but uh, especially like Ruthby and Brielle, like with, you know, the fandom that you have. How excited were you when he actually showed up or were you not really like, you know, surprised or phased? I really wasn't predicting it because Neil, I was with Neil when uh, Mando got Boba Fett's armor and Neil was like, wait, this looks familiar. And then he like <laughs> looked it up and he realized it was his armor. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But then I didn't like expect Boba Fett to actually show up in this show. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I didn't really expect him to show up, but I feel like um, when he did it, like everything started to make more sense. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about you, Corlin? Was that like something you were excited to see after years of like hearing things about Boba Fett, but not like really knowing stuff about him? Yeah. You know, I liked it. Um, I thought it was interesting, but um, I kind of liked that. I don't know. Uh, I think that. Yeah, I was excited for it. <laughs> nice. Um, so we at the end of the second season, we get that post credit scene with um, Boba Fett. Uh, you know, and we get that tease for the Book of Boba Fett. That's what it's called, right? The Book of Boba yep. Fett. Yeah. And then, so we know that we're getting season three of Mando after that. How, you know, what's your kind of anticipation level? Like, what are you more excited to see? The Boba Fett season, Mando season? I mean, like, obviously Mando has Baby Yoda, but Mando might not have Baby Yoda in season three. So does that affect, are you going to watch the show without Baby Yoda? You know, all of you guys? I think I'm probably more excited to see The Mandalorian season three, probably because I've watched like the first two seasons and I really have no idea what the Boba Fett show is really going to be about. But honestly, I'll probably watch both of them either way because I feel like they'll both be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was thinking too. I'm not super curious about um, what exactly is going to happen with Boba Fett, um, but I think it'll be interesting still. But I'm definitely more excited about The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same for me. Yeah. Seems like uh, Mando's really the big hook now. Mm-hmm. And I think that it just kind of plays off the fact that The Mandalorian's like kind of introduced. It's out there. Uh, I think people really like the show to continue with what they've already seen. And something like Boba Fett, you know, he's, he's cool. He was cool when he showed up. But having mm-hmm. his own show, it'll probably take a little bit to get used to yeah it will be interesting though you know like possibly get some answers on what happened in those like 10 maybe rancor pit or yeah it was like five years maybe five years oh yeah i I can never i think it's a five-year gap between yeah uh, return and the start of mando he's gotten a bit fat which is you know a bit surprising considering he was eaten alive and like kind of living as a hermit for the last five years (laughs) Because when he finally shows up, he's got a bit of a belly, and you can tell the armor does not fit. 
<laughs> that well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, he's doing yeah. his best. Yeah. He can still fight real well, though. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like he's definitely more experienced than Mando in some respects, you know? Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. Um, I was curious, uh, what are some things you might want to, like, see happen in the next season of Mandalorian? I'm really curious to see if Luke Skywalker ever comes back, like he ever shows up again in season three, because I know he wasn't actually like an actual person on that last episode. So I'm wondering like how they're going to either keep him in the season for a little bit, or at least take him out of it and keep Mm -hmm. baby Yoda. Maybe not. Yeah. Kind of along those same lines. I'm interested to see if they'll bring in any other characters that we already know from star Wars or um, they'll bring in even more new characters as well. Um, I really want to see them like training Baby Yoda if that's possible. And we talked about how, like, when Kylo Ren came, or like he killed all the other Jedi students, and or he turned them evil. So I'm interested to see what happens to him. Nice. It definitely so kind seems of a like lot. a Grogu. Grogu is the main thing you guys want to see in season three. <laughs> Don't want to um, go away. Yeah, Grogu's definitely a highlight, I think, pretty much for everyone that's watched the show. He's so fun. Um, and I, I really hope he like is a big part of season three, even though I don't know like how they're going to balance that with the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess like another question uh, is, what, what do you guys like? What, what's like a prediction you have for season three? You know, like what do you think will will happen to either Mando or Grogu or any of the characters really? Be a completely wild, completely out there prediction. Um, I feel like Mando's gonna miss Grogu and want to go back after him. So I feel like maybe it might focus on him trying to get back. Because I know Grogu was like hesitant to go to Luke at first and he like waited for his permission. And you could tell, like, even in Mando's, like, face, like, he really didn't want him to go, but he knew it was, like, best for him, so. Mm-hmm. Ruthie? I mean, yeah, same, same as Brielle. And Corwin? I honestly have no idea, but I'm guessing that anyway, it like, however it happens, it's going to be good, so. Mm-hmm. I do think that the one of the big things that they'll focus on is maybe like reuniting uh, Mando and Grogu at some point. Like I think that we're gonna have to see them together again. But I really am interested, and you guys kind of talked about this uh, to see what happens with Luke and if he, you know, trains Grogu for a time. Uh, we obviously know that it doesn't last because of what happened with Kylo Ren. But I wonder if the show will maybe even show like a, a young Kylo Ren or like mention uh, something about him at some point. Definitely. It, I feel like uh, we're going to see a lot of Mando without a mask now, now that he's kind of like mm-hmm. given up all concept of rules with that. So we're going to have that. And I feel like if there's a big Grogu Mando reunion, it'd probably happen towards the end of the show, like maybe last episode even. You know? Yeah, I would, mm-hmm. I would definitely like for them to even explore the uh, stuff with Bo-Katan a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. especially because I mean uh, you know me Tyler and Shrey and, and even Corlin 
people who've watched Clone Wars know that Bo-Katan and like her separate storyline about regaining control of Mandalore and everything. Um, so I, I wonder if they'll kind of explore that too. Yeah, it definitely seems like there's going to be a lot. It's a Mandalore heavy season. I feel like it's going to be mm-hmm. like, it's going to have to be They're They're definitely going to have to go back there. Um, we're probably going to see some Bo-Katan Mando feuding. Be interesting if we see some factions there, some war there. That'll be an interesting chapter to fill in in Star Wars history. Yeah, and definitely with like the dark saber and all of that, I think there's definitely going to be a good plot. They definitely set that up well um, to be able to have like another whole story with Mandalorian without like Grogu and things like that. Definitely. All right, and. So I guess just kind of to like wrap things up, you know, we know that there's like two seasons right out and uh, upcoming there, but so far as a whole, which season did you guys enjoy more and maybe give a couple thoughts on why one or two? I think I liked season two better, mainly because I was able to pick up on the whole plot more. And I kind of like seeing like Ahsoka more of like Cara Dune and, the frog lady, like Rupi said. <laughs> yeah, those were all of my favorite parts. So I really enjoyed season two. And also because I knew what was going on. Season one, I was just trying to figure things out. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think I definitely liked season two more. Um, especially, I feel like it was more like continuous throughout season two, like the storyline. I don't know if you guys felt that way too, but season one was a little... Um, like do this just, on just this and then yeah mm-hmm. yeah season two also had more like variety I think of especially with the different characters it feels like every episode focused on kind of a different character and different objectives so I guess yeah. that was kind of cool it's it's almost like it was a video game you know playing through the yeah. levels <laughs> so. yeah what, what Corlin's saying is definitely interesting because it was like the opposite for me where like season one felt like a long continuous arc with like maybe some you know mishaps along the way but like season two definitely felt like neil said like you know like you're playing the lego star wars game and you're going to just play like a random level from each episode or like <laughs> yeah. it's completely disconnected but it eventually builds to a conclusion at the end which i think was cool i i think i would agree that i liked season two better i don't know about you neil and tyler you want to go ahead neil Oh yeah, like I'll just finish up. Uh, I also agree with Trey that season one had more of a story behind it, like cohesive story. Um, but then I do like season two better just because it had a bunch of different um, like timelines, not timelines, but like storylines kind of playing their part to a bigger storyline, which is obviously Grogu's like advancement. Yep, I'm going to agree with all of you. I think season two is a lot better. Um, and I think that th- the main reason for me is because of Luke, because of Ahsoka, because of Boba Fett, uh, Bo-Katan, like all the characters they were able to bring in from the movies and from the t- other TV shows. Um, that just makes the the world seem so much bigger. And I think a lot of that is due to the production value obviously increasing. But um, I-, I think it was just generally more entertaining, more fun to watch. Yeah, I mean... um. I think the biggest thing about season, the difference between season one and two is that season one's like establishing the world and setting up the characters and everything, which can feel a bit dull at sometimes. 
but then season two once they have all that set up you're already like you know about Grogu and everything and you kind of like love him so now you get to just have fun and do all the fan service stuff which is definitely cool and fun to have yeah I think like regardless of which season uh you liked or like the moments that you liked you can agree that like the way that they structured the show is just done so well and like the way that they're able to balance like we said all the different characters and plots is really impressive so yeah yeah well uh girls did you have any final thoughts on the show before we wrap this up well, it looks like a no. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we're going to send this over to our next part with our other guests right after this ad. Welcome back to the uh, second part of this episode. Um, so we have some guests here today. And um, first one's going to go ahead and introduce himself. Yeah, so I'm Curtis, uh, Curtis McLennan of these guys looking forward to this yeah yeah and uh so curtis you're here to talk about the mandalorian with us we're going to be talking um a bit about your thoughts about the show as well as some of our episode rankings and then we're also going to get into some deep theories and all that sort of speculation but uh before we get started on that i kind of wanted to get an idea of what you thought of the show you know like your first impression when you started watching it all that sort of stuff yeah um so i started watching it like as soon as it came out you know like watching the episode every week um with my uh college floor actually so the environment was really hype uh around the show so that definitely uh kind of started it off like really enjoying it just at least partially because of that um but i actually really enjoyed the show i think it's probably one of the better pieces of content Star Wars has put out in uh, mm -hmm. a good bit of time. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it's just solid, I think. And for context, you know, like you want to kind of describe your background as a Star Wars fan. Cause you know, there's all sorts of levels, I guess, to it. That yeah. People have. <laughs> yep. um, so yeah, I like, I grew up watching the movies, um, mostly the original trilogy. Uh, have not seen anything, uh, kind of haven't read any of the books or anything like that. Um, haven't watched Clone Wars, Rebels, kind of, it's kind of just the main kind of canon things. It's mm -hmm. pretty much my, my whole exposure at the moment. Yeah, but you'd still qualify as like a big Star Wars fan. I feel like, I feel like in order to do that, you just have to have like an appreciation. I feel like even honestly, just for like the main trilogy, that could be enough for me to qualify someone as a big Star Wars fan. I don't know. Tyler and Neil, do you agree with that? Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'd say the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so Curtis, when you tell us a little bit about, you know, like some of the stuff you liked in the Mandalorian, like, uh, because, I mean, obviously, it's, like, the first big uh, thing you've watched outside of the movies, like, the main canon. Yeah. Um, so, I think, but first off, I actually, really, the soundtrack is kind of what, what started it for me. Soundtrack, I think, is a really good 
kind of basis to start judging something off of. And it's not going to like kind of make or break your movie, but it's definitely going to elevate it to kind of another level if it's a good soundtrack. Um, and I really enjoyed the soundtrack with Mandalorian. Um, kind of like the opening theme. I was like, oh, this is going to be like good. Um, it was kind of like that was like kind of my first impression of it. Um, and then kind of the the stoic main character um, who we don't really, you know, get attached to in that like we don't see a lot of emotions from him we don't see what he looks like but we kind of get attached to him through his actions um i don't know i just think it's an interesting way to go about it and also he's just you know cool calculated um which is kind of something i relate to mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely a very different style of like uh storytelling for stars i mean obviously you've got like the elements they love with like the samurai stuff and the western stuff um but it's cool this, to see that played out in like long form yeah this felt like very very kind of old western themes playing a lot in it which has been mm -hmm. kind of fun to see yeah right so another question would be like what did you um like about the connections to Star Wars that Mandalorian made. I mean, Mandalorian is Star Wars, but the connections to like the main movies, callbacks and everything, like are some of your favorite moments. Yeah, so it's because like I said, I kind of, my other exposure is just to the canon movies. Um, so like when Ahsoka shows up, I'm like, I have no background for Ahsoka. So all like you people that watched the Clone Wars, some of you were like, really happy about how Ahsoka was portrayed. So I know people that were really pissed about how Ahsoka was portrayed. But I was like, oh, like she's she's awesome, kind of neutral about her besides that she seemed like a cool character. Um I think the the highlights were obviously or at least I think obviously um Luke at the very end, um spoilers, uh and Boba Fett, um, mm -hmm. kind of those two characters were were pretty kind of awesome to see in this gap where we've never seen kind of what they were exactly like at that point in the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. So, Curtis, do you have a favorite uh, character throughout The Mandalorian and do you have a favorite episode? And uh, characters have to be other than the Mandalorian and Grogu because those are too easy. Yeah, because um, I I would have said both of those in order. Um, yeah. <laughs> hmm, trying to think. Um, I liked I liked the the um, bad guy Moff Gideon. Um, <laughs> I thought. He he was I thought he was kind of very well done I yeah. didn't like I didn't mind kind of like the core of like bandits he hung out with um but never really connected with them as much um yeah yeah I don't know about I you guys know. I definitely guys found I definitely found grief Karga to be like the more entertaining character because Cara Dune was just kind of like a beat-em-up kind of character, and then 
also after the whole Gina Carano thing came out, like in the middle of season two, I didn't really care for Cara Dune either. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with Curtis on that one where, I, um, you know, obviously Mando stands out and I think that really stands out. And, you know, Mando's crew, who are kind of comprised of like a lot of characters from the first season, they do kind of feel like just a crew, you know, and they all um, in certain episodes kind of blend together for me. So I think that um, they're all fun. I don't think any of them are like bad written characters. Um, but uh, but overall, it does kind of just feel like a typical like team up when they're together. And it wasn't until maybe like the very last couple episodes where I was like really excited to see certain characters from that group like have certain parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think as far as characters go, you guys pretty much hit the main points. I've always been a big uh, Carl Weathers fan, so I agree with Stray that Grief Cargo was pretty fun to watch. But um, besides that, honestly, I would have loved to see, I although I understand why we couldn't see so much of this character, I would have loved to see more of Bill Burr's Mayfield because I think just in the couple episodes that he played him, I think he did amazing. So, but um, yeah. That's pretty much it for characters for me. Yeah. It's it's really funny how he's literally just like from space Boston. Like he's the equivalent of that. Yeah. He just plays himself, just like in Star Wars, basically. Yeah. I do remember like uh after I think his second episode came out, the one um in season two, uh people were like pissed that he just had a Boston accent and he like <laughs> went on a podcast or something and he's like, There's that's what you're mad about in Star Wars. Like they do all sorts of stuff and you're mad about someone having a Boston accent. I think yeah. it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Curtis, obviously, you know, like there's the main, uh, the main storyline, the threat of like Mando and Grogu, like going on their journey or whatever. Were there any like, uh, you know, little tangents or side adventures that you particularly enjoyed? Maybe it wasn't like the full episode, but just like, you know, a little adventure that they had. Yeah. I mean, there was, a lot of side episodes, one might even consider it side quest mm -hmm. the show. Um, but I, the, and I think this is maybe not a particularly popular opinion, but the one where he meets um, or kind of teams up with Bo Katan um, and the yeah. other Mandalorian and take over the ship and kind of fly around and have fun <laughs> yeah uh i enjoyed that one because it was it was cool kind of seeing other like full-fledged mandalorians doing their thing yeah i mean at least for us as like clone wars fans it was really cool to finally see bo katan you know realized in live action and like see that her story is still going and she's like still on the same arc that she was on in clone wars so i'd agree with you that like i'd say that personally was a very fun episode for me neil tyler yeah that was um, probably my oh go ahead neil oh no i was just gonna say like besides like the rescue and stuff um yeah i would say that bo katan was like a really important part too of mandalorian because like he's while uh you know the mandalorian is still trying to find himself and like his kind of origins and her being like her on this quest, especially from Clone Wars, to like reprise 
her role as like the leader of Mandalore and get the dark saber back is it like it's like the perfect way to connect those two timelines in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah i agree with a lot of uh, what was said i think that like that third episode that came out um watching that was was really cool because it, it really brought elements of other shows and uh something we hadn't really seen before with the mandalorian was kind of having all of those connected pieces in one character um and so that was really cool, just having that that Clone Wars tie back. I remember being really excited for the first time in season two with that episode. That was really like the first major appearance of like an established Star Wars character, right? I think. Like, I'm trying to think if there was anything in season one, and there were only like hints at that. Yeah, because it was like obviously IG, had Boba Fett showing. There's up IG eleven, but like he's not ig88 or anything so right right yeah and there's um there's x-wings yeah um yeah but we and we even talked about it last or like you know in the previous part of the episode we're like do we season one they kept you know kind of trying to establish more of a story with mando and grogu and now season two they're using is like you know let's like introduce some characters and make this really fun so yeah. I don't know. I think they did a good job with that. Yeah. Yeah, Curtis, what was your kind of opinion on that? You know, which which season did you prefer? Kind of why? I I think I enjoyed season two more. Um, I liked it better as a whole than season one. Um, partially because there was a couple episodes I didn't love in season one. Um, number two and number four um, just didn't really do it for me. Um, so number two is the one where he fights the mudhorn right yeah and number four is which one the the sanctuary where they kind of go to the planet and help the people oh, wait. resist oh okay yeah yeah um where he meets um Bardoon. Bardoon. yeah yeah um and then yeah i mean yeah i think neil's right like they they tried to make it a little bit more fun in season two like we see mando kind of get in bigger fights and kind of come up bigger so instead of like fighting the mud horn he's fighting the giant snake monster in the first episode um which i can't remember what it's called but that was, that was pretty fun yeah that um yeah. and kind of started dialing up all the parts in season one that kind of made it good so while we're on the topic of you know what's kind of better do we want to kind of get into our uh episode rankings you know our where you're going to be talking about our top five episodes so if everyone just wants uh we'll go like one at a time do your ranking from bottom to top and a little bit of an explanation of why you picked episodes on there curtis you're free to start us off as our guest start okay um I'm not really hard set on any of these, um, but so starting from the bottom, I'd put the Jedi um, when he kind of meets Bo-Katan, or not, wow, Bo-Katan, um, Ahsoka, yeah, and kind of takes over the other place. That one, I think meeting Ahsoka for real and then kind of having the western shootout at the end 
don't know. I thought that one was just a fun episode overall. Um, then I put the tragedy, um, partially just because seeing Boba Fett kind of kick some ass was pretty great. Uh, <laughs> and then I put the heiress, um, kind of talking same thing as earlier, uh, meeting the other Mandalorians, uh, having having a good time with them. Then the final episode of season one, Redemption. Um, that's kind of an important episode uh, for the main storyline, kind of develops it really nicely in the season two. Um, but even just like the scene of the storm uh, troopers trying to shoot the the whatever object from like six feet away. I don't know that that just cracked yeah. it up. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> that, that's like perfect Star Wars world building, oh, too. You know, that like, was like that just was, the most stormtroopers. Like, you like, I think that's the first time you really get to see stormtroopers just being people, you know, where they're just talking amongst themselves. And then you, you get obviously the famous callback to, you know, their terrible aim. Yeah. Yeah. No, that one, that was great. And then I have the rescue as number one final episode of season two um mm-hmm. kind of just the culmination of everything hard to pass up yeah uh tyler neil one of you guys want to go first How about i can neil? go ahead and go or okay i yeah. can i can go sure so i actually have a really similar list to curtis is just in uh i think a different order maybe but um Let's see. So at number five, I put the um, redemption episode, uh, the season one finale. It just, I think, like it left it on an awesome cliffhanger. And I actually, right after that ended, I Googled, because I didn't know, I was like, one season two coming out. And it was like next November. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> so, like, I think, you know, as much as that sucked, uh, it was just an awesome episode left people with so many questions as to what was going to happen next. So they did great with that. Um, at number four, I had the Jedi. Um, yeah. The one where he meets Ahsoka. And like we said before, his Clone Wars fans it was awesome to see her on screen. I think Rosario Dawson did great. So, um, and then at number three, I had, uh, where's my list? Oh, yeah, I actually had The Sanctuary at number three. I know Curtis said he didn't like it, but I actually enjoyed that one a lot. I just thought um, it was like, I don't know. Like, it was just like a simple plot. The scenery was like great. The cinematography I thought was super good. Um, getting a uh, kind of the callback to uh, what are the robots called? They're not ATATs. They're oh, ATST. Yeah, ATST. I thought just like because I think that was yeah. the first time we see those in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty sick. And like they were like evil. They had like red eyes and like they were like really menacing. So like mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought they did great with that. The really um, cool thing about that one is like I think that one's like basically directly inspired by like the Seven Samurai and like the Magnificent Seven type of of thing where like you know you got the the big warrior whatever who comes in to defend the town from all the uh the evil invaders or the evil outsiders or whatever so that's like uh that kind of simple plot always is like you can usually pull that off pretty well and I think they pulled it off well I just 
I kind of agree with Curtis where there's stronger episodes, but because of it having that element, I really like that one as well. Yeah, I I think because like I do like uh, the Seven Samurai and yeah. Magnificent Seven, so I think that's why maybe that one appealed a little bit more to me. It definitely yeah. also has like those great character moments with um, you know, I mean, obviously there's the Grogu sipping the tea, but uh, the first time we see Mando remove his helmet, I believe, happens in that yeah. episode. You don't see his face, but you see him like taking it off and watching and like the idea that he could settle down and have a normal life. Right. Yeah. I think and then the, he had like a love mini love interest, right? In that yeah. kind of thing. Like very briefly at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe part of what had bothered me about that episode is kind of up until then, it was not very side quest. It was kind of very like main plot focused. And that was like the first like kind of big Deviation. This is not part of the yeah the main storyline, and I was kind oh. of like, no, stay on the main storyline. So <laughs> maybe if yeah. going back and watching it, it might stand up better. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I guess that one's kind of a hot take. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Um. And then at number two, I had the tragedy. Um. Boba Fett coming in kicking ass was like the coolest thing ever, just because like we didn't get much of him in the um original trilogy except him like rolling around in the sand yep. <laughs> a little bit and then yeah just like him you know coming back to life getting his armor back and everything like it was just we got to see like 100 percent boba fett right there like and, and we even said before he gained a little weight but that dude yeah. can still fight so <laughs> like it, it, so, so I, it's like it's five years in between return of the jedi and uh mando season two and somehow in between escaping from the Sarlacc pit and just living in the desert, he gained all that weight. Because we watched, I, I watched episode five over the weekend and he is skinny in that. Like, like he's not Cobb Vanth in his armor skinny, but like he's skinny in that. And you know, by the time we get to five years later, he's like <laughs> bursting out of that. Maybe, look, maybe he's, he's wandering in the desert I got a little skinny and then he's like you know what I gotta bulk up I gotta eat all this yeah. protein so who knows maybe that's what he did he's eating all the <laughs> maybe we'll learn out about, there maybe we'll learn about that in the book of Boba Fett we'll learn what yeah. happened his awesome body transformation <laughs> <laughs> and we then uh, at number one I do have the rescue it was just like perfect like the second you see that like Grogu like perk his ears up you knew something huge was happening and then the music, obviously, and that green lightsaber just made me have a heart attack. I was texting Shrey and Tyler the whole time during that episode, like, what is going on right now? Like, I was, was going insane. And then just to, like, <laughs> like the cherry on top to bring R2 in is, like, perfect. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's my number one. That's my list. I, d- I do remember, um, like, I think I was texting you guys after I saw it, where, like, I said, like, I think I had a heart attack. And then when r2 came in i was like i think i thought it couldn't get better and then it did and neil had like almost that same exact reaction watching it like a week later or something which i'm shocked you managed to do like you managed to stay away from spoilers for that long neil oh yeah they were coming up on my snapchat on my instagram and i was like (laughs) scroll 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 and even the day of i remember mark hamill posted like a tweet Oh, yeah. and my my stupid my stupid ass like read the tweet and i thought and i like i didn't get it i was just like what is he talking about 
<laughs> but luckily I didn't guess it and I kept it authentic for myself. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, you want to take it away with your list? I have a feeling mine is going to be, uh, mine's different from Neil and Curtis's. So. Okay. Um, yeah, I just, I was really struggling to rank these because there's like so many that I wanted to put in the top five. Um, and when one of those is, uh, the Mandalorian, the, f- the very first episode, um, and I actually just kind of have it as an honorable mention because it's, uh, you know, kind of set the stage. It's, it's really influential, obviously. Um, but I think like the five I had ahead of it are just a little bit better in my opinion. So for number five, I had, what did I put? I actually put one that we haven't talked about yet. I put the, the believer. Um, which oh. is the second to last episode in the most recent season, which is the one with like Bill Burr, um, and where they're going to like that Imperial base. And you see like that Imperial officer that like Bill Burr knows and they kind of get into like a, in a fight there. Um, but I really just enjoyed that episode as a whole. I think that like, it's a little bit, um, uh, anticlimactic in like the episodes surrounding it in the scope of those but as like a as like a fun little adventure it works really well um and also you have i think my favorite part of the episode was uh, the seismic charge that uh boba fett does uh on the tie fighters at the very end of the episode which is just is perfect chef's kiss um let's see number four i've seen that prequel love there hmm. oh yes uh chapter four i put or chapter four number four i put redemption um we talked a lot about redemption i think it's it's made both of the other lists so far um it's just really solid i think that it's a good ending uh kind of leaves on a on a uh, fun note with um mando taking down moff gideon's tie fighter and then moff gideon coming out with the dark saber you're like freaking out at that point um and and this one was just a lot of fun to watch it was a good really good way to wrap up that season i think uh, let's see. And then my last three are really tough to rank because I love them all so much. I put the tragedy at number three. Um, the tragedy we talked about with uh, Boba Fett showing up, uh, the Razor Crest like blowing up midway through the episode is insane. I didn't see that coming at all. I, I was like, they just took out like so much like merch basically with that. I'm sure they'll bring it back at some point, but um. It's just a crazy moment. Uh, and then I have at my number two spot, I would go back and forth between one and two. But at number two, I finally settled on the Jedi um, just because the Ahsoka episode is so cool. It's a lot of fun to watch Ahsoka, as, especially as a Clone Wars fan, uh, getting to see her live action. I think that um, it also functions really well to kind of explain who Grogu is. You know, you get a little bit of backstory uh, at that point. And then at number one, um, I think Neil and Curtis also had this ranking. Uh, I put The Rescue, um, my favorite episode by far. It uh, really encapsulates like a lot of the original trilogy and not just because like Luke is there and R2-D2 is there. It really feels like a space adventure and just condensed in like an hour. And because of that, I think I, I have to put it at one. Um, and we're actually just recently joined by our second guest, so I'm going to let him uh, go ahead and introduce himself. Hello, I'm Aaron Spoleta. Um, oh, so, Aaron, you've been on the pod uh, once or twice now? I think twice. Once, now? I think. Okay, yeah. 
So this is Aaron's second time with us. You want to explain your background as a Star Wars fan before we have you do your top five episode ranking? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know. I've definitely seen all the Star Wars movies. I watched them when I was a little kid. I think we in my house, we have maybe one Star Wars like DVD, and that's like the, the first movie made. So I watched mm-hmm. that one a couple of times. I don't know. As I grew older, I think I've become less as a fan, except I still watch all the movies. So they definitely got me hooked. Yeah. Uh, then we were in the middle of discussing our rankings for top five episodes for across the show. So you're just in time to give us yours. All right. Um, do, do you want me to give them now? Yeah. Yeah. Start, start at the bottom. <laughs> go up, up the list. Okay uh shoot okay so wait start with five or stop start with five five yeah oh man okay i'm coming up with these off the top of my head okay so five i say is the last episode of the first season when the droid guy came like shooting into the town (laughs) that was a good episode and then we finally saw like his face for the first time Mm -hmm. that was cool I like who they got to play him. I don't even know his name, but Pedro like Pascal. Him. Yeah. Uh, four. Four. I'm gonna say when we first saw Baby Yoda. I mean, cute guy. Can't even beat that. Can't top. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you can't because that's not three. Okay, three. I'm gonna say is when they brought in Ahsoka. Because I remember watching all the Clone Wars. Like, I didn't watch those all the way through, except I watched, like, the start. And she was just, like, the little Padawan of Anakin. And, like, then you see her, like, she's, like, got her two lightsabers. I didn't even know she got those. That was pretty cool. And she's fighting, like, the spear lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, number two. Um, number two, I'm going to say the one where they're in the prison with uh what's his name oh the season one it's like episode six it's episode six yeah 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 that one was a good one i thought i thought bill bringing bill burr in it was a good choice i feel like he's a pretty good actor i feel like it really showed off like mando like he took out that whole squad and like the prisoners too um then the last one i think has got to be the one where he Mando brought in second season where he brought Baby Yoda up to like the little mountaintop and then he was like had the little bubble around him and then Boba Fett finally came back like grabbed his gear and mm-hmm. then started like beating everyone up shooting everyone that was pretty cool yeah so yeah, Aaron, that is 10 second summaries by Aaron Spoleto <laughs> <laughs> I think Aaron had a pretty unique list like he had a some yeah. on there that hadn't really appeared on anyone's list yet um i can go ahead and do oh, mine no. so <laughs> i i didn't have i didn't keep um honorable mentions in mind but now since we're at it i think i'm gonna put eight uh chapter eight as my honorable mention the season finale of season one um that one is a good season finale and it also is the reason that i ended up watching the clone wars because i wanted to learn about the dark saber and all that so finally seeing it in that i was like okay i gotta actually know about this uh but on to my main list uh in the five spot i got the season two finale the rescue um i think 
it's kind of amazing that they actually managed to pull it off as well as they did you know like i think the luke appearance could have been botched pretty heavily and they didn't do that um which i feel like they kind of did with leia in episode nine of the movies so um it clearly shows like the growth in star wars and obviously it's got all those cool moments plus the amazing like dark trooper score which is just like it's cool in all the right ways uh then chapter four i've got the tragedy which i just think we've touched on all like the big parts you know like seeing boba fett finally like come back and do his thing and like actually be kind of like what Django was is really cool i think fennec shand is a pretty cool character too so to like have her do some cool you know the boulder thing which is kind of like an indiana jones callback and all that is cool and fun and obviously you know that shot of grogu being pulled up uh by the dark troopers is always fun uh chapter 13 is my number three the jedi uh obviously you know the appearance of ahsoka is really cool for clone wars fans and i really like that one because it kind of had like you know uh, again we talked about earlier but you know like the samurai movie vibes where um you know there's the showdown to save the town from the evil ruler and you've got that sword fight even in like in that cool sort of garden at the end between ahsoka and whatever her I don't really remember her name or her title, but uh, that was a really cool moment. Um, And then my last two are both episodes that haven't been mentioned yet by anyone. Uh, So chapter three, The Sin, is my number two, which is uh, when Mando finally goes back, he rescues Baby Yoda after he gives gives him over to the Empire. And then he gets the bounty placed on him by by Grief Karga and all of them, and they have that big shootout until you finally see all those Mandalorians rise up and fight back, which was just such a cool moment. And I think Aaron, I think was visiting me in my dorm that weekend. And we watched the episode together for the first time, which was really cool. And we both kind of had that same freaked out reaction. Um, And then my number one episode is the season two premiere, The Marshal which is, uh, I believe it's the longest episode in the show. Um, but I really love, you know, that kind of, that sort of story where it feels just like a side adventure, um, but it still is really, really fun. I think uh, John Favreau like really has a deep love for Star Wars. And so finally getting to like see him do all the stuff that he wanted to do, like maybe as a kid or like how he played as a kid and, and incorporate that into the episode that he directed is really really fun like the crate dragon is such a cool creature seeing boba fett's armor and like that whole storyline being incorporated is really cool being back on tatooine the talks with the tuscan raiders and all that and also like you know that moment where the aspect ratio changes and like it fills up the whole screen as they're running away from the crate dragon that's just so so cool so I think for that, for those reasons, that's going to have to be my number one kind of surprised it didn't appear on even one person's list, but I'm glad to be the number one defender. Uh, Curtis and Aaron. So one thing we've been asking all the guests who come on the show is uh, what their ranking is for the main uh, nine star Wars movies and possibly also rogue one and solo. I think Curtis is probably more ready to do that. So we'll let, uh Aaron get his ranking together before we or while we let Curtis do his 
So Curtis, you want to take it away? Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I don't think my first three are going to be any surprise to anyone. Uh, start, uh, start from the bottom. So Oh, bottom. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Got to make it a surprise at the top. Yeah, there you go. Um, I think I could guess the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, spoiler alert. I have a strong um, feeling we know what the top is. <laughs> um, bottom, and actually the bottom was tough. Bottom two were tough for me. I've not seen prequels in a very long time. Um, so I kind of just threw these two. These are kind of just together at the bottom of Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Um, in that order? Yes. Um, but not really strong feelings. I know that um, some people are big prequel fans. I just, I can't do it, honestly. So, and this is, I, my next one's kind of a hot take too. Um, bad CGI or like kind of off CGI completely ruins a movie for me. So Aquaman was just, garbage from like i it was a half star movie for me um and the the cgi and the prequels just i just can't do it um so i have phantom menace attack of the clones and then solo next um <laughs> solo I hate did, yeah i i did not like solo solo um, slander Neil, Neil Tyler and I originally had that same ranking, but we all recently changed it so Solo is under the other two. <laughs> Honestly, in that same order. I mean, yeah, that's I. I could maybe I could maybe do that. You could entertain this. Yeah, yeah, you could justify that. <laughs> it just did not. Yes. Me. the CGI at parts was just. Mm-mm. Um. Yeah. Uh, then I had Revenge of the Sith. Uh, <laughs> um, and then Last Jedi. I actually enjoyed The Last Jedi. I know a lot of people really did not like it. I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, then Rise of Skywalker. Um, really enjoyed Rogue One. So then Rogue One is next. Then The Force Awakens, then Return of the Jedi, New Hope, Empire. Yep. Yeah. So a very, Curtis, very solid ranking. I will say Curtis's list is the same as is the same exact list as mine, except like Revenge of the Sith moves up to number four, and then everything else moves down. But otherwise, it's the exact same. Which is kind really? of crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. That's very interesting. Because I, I felt like that was shocking to me, but I feel like I've, you know, I've kind of justified Neil's, but I think... The, well, I think the, Shrey is, the, is super similar to uh, Burnos and Mr. Hall's, too. Yeah. I think yeah. I think the ranking of Revenge of the Sith is what's the most surprising to me. You know? And again, also I, not, because he's, he said he hates the CGI. Yeah, yeah but I, f- I feel like it's passable enough in that one. You know, like, it's not as offensive as the first two definitely not sure i'm curious which which movie do you guys think has like the worst cgi out of those two because i I would say it's between the first and the second it's just difficult to tell where to me it's tough i think 
there's a case to be made for one because of the big fight, you know, the Gungans and the droids. Yeah, the Windows screensaver. Yeah. (laughs) It it just looks so flat and dull. I would say that's arguably where the biggest problems come up. And then, you know, like, character designs like Boss Nass and stuff. Yeah. Um, Of the others. I probably haven't seen Revenge of the Sith in, like, at least seven years. Um, Maybe more. So it has been quite a while since I've seen it and so I'm kind of going off my impression then which is kind of just I was kind of meh on it um so maybe if I watched it again it would be higher but I do not remember loving any of the prequels mm-hmm. yeah I highly you know, recommend I watching it again I think it's time for a rewatch, <laughs> Curtis recontextualize it all at uh, least the third one. At least yeah. number three. If you if you watch just the third one, it would be like amazing. You'd just love it. I feel like maybe the first and the second would maybe hurt your opinion of three more based on what you thought of the sequ- or the prequels. But maybe just watching three is what's gonna do it to bring it up in the list. Uh Aaron, I think you're ready to give us your list. Oh yeah, I'm ready. All right. So at the bottom, we got episode eight. That's Last Jedi, I think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not is already mad. <laughs> and that's yeah, not episode eight. That, that's the one where they like uh, had Princess Leia like fly out the window and then she like flew back in. <laughs> I think that was so dumb. She died in real life. They could have killed her off there, and they decided to CGI her the rest of the movie. Can, no, we, get, uh, can we get she a debate between Sheree and Aaron about um, eight? We're not, that's love, not what we're here for today. I would love to, to see that happen. Can we make that happen sometime? <laughs> can I finish my list? Yeah. Yes. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. There might be more controversies. I don't know. <laughs> if episode three is down near the bottom, Aaron, we're going to have some fighting words. The, the uh, way no, that Aaron it, just said, I'm ready, you knew it was not going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it's, near, it's near my middle top. Okay, second to last, I have episode two. That, that movie was okay. Nothing too special about that. Then I got, uh, then I got Solo after that. Consistently another, a bottom three. N- another okay. <laughs> nothing too special about that. Then I got episode one, kind of a disappointment from the first few movies, but the pod racing was was cool, so fan of that. Uh, then we got episode nine. Honestly, any movie where they brought back, uh, who plays Luke Skywalker? Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, not really a fan of that. They should have got a different actor. What? Uh, what are you kidding Aaron that is the hottest take you had <laughs> the hottest take okay then I got uh, episode 7 that was a good one they had uh, Harrison Ford in that like him as an actor he's good um, wait a minute wait a minute is, is the reason so you said that they should have cast anyone but Mark Hamill. Is that why the rescue was not in your top five Mando episodes? Because of Luke. Rescue. 
honestly kind of i don't really like (laughs) oh no he but he also like really wasn't there like he was not on set for episode 16 yeah and he just like did voice that's true that's true yeah okay Uh, honestly i kind of are are you just like not a fan of mark hamill like even when he was young okay no i liked him in the young movies okay it's it's you don't like him in the new ones no terrible okay all right okay uh where where was i at did i say episode seven yeah okay then i got episode three after that one that was a good movie although i think i mostly liked it because i wasn't really allowed to see it when i was little because it was like rated something higher so it's kind of like the forbidden fruit and then then i got uh episode four that's the one with hoth right no in cloud city that's episode five Oh, oh no yeah that's my top one okay episode four good starting movie i've seen it a couple of times classic then i got episode six good ending i thought good childhood memories from that <laughs> uh i'm very descriptive here anyway then i got rogue one i thought that was like the best new movie of star wars to come out yet big fan of that one i thought it had good action good characters too it was a good new story also and then top one, I got episode five. I like the whole Cloud City and Hoth and like Luke going off, gets his hand chopped off. It's like a sad ending, which like not many movies do, but like then they bring it back around in episode six. Yeah. That's it. So it looks like we got all uh, episode five at the top. And we can all agree that Solo is a bottom three. For that, uh, Just about rest, it that we agree yeah, on. That's about it. <laughs> The, the fact that the fact that Aaron called Revenge of the Sith Forbidden Fruit, I think that <laughs> just has to that has to be its official title. Star Wars Episode Three: The Forbidden, forbidden fruit. fruit. I mean, that literally <laughs> is what it is. You know, like the Forbidden Fruit for Anakin. Dude, like I, Anakin's I just going, all about the Forbidden Fruit throughout that movie. I, I remember going over to my friend's house one day, and like he wanted to like play some video games or stuff but like he had the movie i'm like yo we should watch it instead <laughs> i wouldn't be able to watch it at home <laughs> so so which star wars movies had you seen before that had you seen like the rest of them or yeah i'd seen all of them except that one okay so you, yeah. it's not like you were learning stuff that you weren't supposed to with that which is good oh, no. yeah uh well thank you for those very informative rankings guys i i think we're here let's get into you know the main thing that we're here to talk about which is theories for the future of the mandalorian because obviously the season two ending is pretty wild in like what it leaves us with and what it's possibly hinting at and setting up for so uh if anybody wants to just take us off right away with some of their you know theories maybe that they thought would have happened in season two that you think could still happen or anything like that or just predictions for season three I guess I can uh, go ahead and start us off here. Yeah. Um, definitely a lot to be resolved with the Darksaber, I think. Um, it was kind of left at a, at a big cliffhanger with, um, obviously, with Mando now in, in possession of the Darksaber. Um, how they're going to, like, resolve who's the the ruler of Mandalore, I think, is, is going to be really interesting. And I think that should continue in um, in this next season. And I know we, we touched on the fact that... Um, this next season might be very like Mandalore heavy, which I think would be really cool, especially since um, Grogu's like out of the picture for a little while. But I, I think it would be really cool to have um, 
maybe uh, kind of a source of conflict uh, with the with the dark saber. Definitely, I think the Mandalore stuff in Clone Wars was maybe like the strongest stuff that was in that whole show. Like it was consistently good and entertaining stuff. So oh, yeah. I think, yeah, you know, having that plot finally continue and possibly even conclude in Mandalorian is definitely going to be something I want to see, especially since they've set it up for that. You know, like mm-hmm. seeing Mando become like the new ruler of Mandalore would be pretty insane, I feel like, especially like if it's anything like the Clone Wars. I don't know about you, Neil. What did you think about that? So, okay. So I kind of, I feel like this is like a question I've had since I watched the last episode. Mm-hmm. But like, I know Moff Gideon shot like Bo-Katan, I think, but she's not dead, right? No, she she was fine. Like, no. yeah. Okay, right. So that's what I thought. So my whole thing is that the way I'm thinking about it is like kind of going off what you said before that Mando like become the ruler of Mandalore but he's gonna definitely have to go through some tough times with Bo-Katan and it's gonna Mm -hmm. I think like if they like fought or something a couple times I think it'd be cool or to like see Bo-Katan like become like some corrupt like leader something like that I don't know that's just kind of that's like the vibe I kind of get because Bo-Katan's like so obsessed with like becoming this ruler and like it could like corrupt her in a way it's definitely interesting because when we first meet her as a character like in star wars she's evil like she's an evil character she's part of death watch exactly so, yeah you know seeing her possibly revert to like her extremist ways which like it's kind of hinted that i think they're maybe not even like fully gone with uh her first episode that she appears in where she's kind of like willing to do anything i feel like there's definitely a chance for like that part of her character to come back because she's definitely had a lot of growth in the years between the clone wars and mandalorian that we haven't seen so it'll definitely be interesting to see that yeah i think you guys are yeah i kind of got the same impression that next season is going to kind of be about the the mandalore secession kind of race of who's going to take control of Mandalore um and I kind of feel like Mando's gonna be like a reluctant ruler um kind of thing where he is gonna kind of get coerced and pushed into this leadership position when he's just kind of trying to do his own thing which I think will be an interesting dynamic to see because we kind of we kind of know he's a good person and cares and kind of all this stuff that would make him a good leader. Um, even though he just goes around kind of killing people. Um, and I think we're going to get a uh, Grogu ex machina at the end of the season that uh, Mando's going to be in trouble. And I don't know where baby Yoda's going to come in and uh, save the day. I think that's uh almost a guarantee so it's definitely interesting because like you know baby yoda i mean grogu's like got luke kind of like attached to him now as his master you know and obviously i know we've touched on it that by the time we get to the force awakens like the whole young um like jedi thing that luke was doing the initiative just kind of went to crap because of ben solo but like it'll be interesting to see if like maybe grogu matures 
and like you know starts doing his own stuff could you imagine like little grogu with a lightsaber just flying around <laughs> like, like yoda just doing crazy stuff but i don't know I, you're mentioning baby yoda there's definitely so i feel like they're not just going to give up on him like being in the show completely you know like he's so popular and such an easy way for them to make money that they just can't do that so even if like the majority of the season is going to be focused on mandalore um and mando's personal journey he's definitely going to have to come back in some way and i think like neil what you're talking about definitely makes sense i can also see um you know it kind of being explained away by like a time jump like now that there's like there's reason to have like a time jump in here where like it's been a few years since uh and we kind of see where mandalorian society has become like under mando's rule possibly or like baby uh grogu's like gotten a bit of jedi training and we see him in a few years like come back to possibly rescue mando or something like that and you also mentioned um you know the whole uh the thing with kylo and everything in about like 30 years or something i feel like that that definitely has a potential of like coming up as well i feel like um if mando keeps going for a while we're definitely going to get a young uh kylo in there which will be interesting yeah and it might not even be like evil kylo like it'll be like mm-hmm. good yeah kylo, it, where like maybe it teams would, up yeah like, it'd be like know. them together or maybe you know we'd get like a jedi academy series yeah and one thing that i kind of don't want to happen like with this kind of stuff is like mando chasing luke around and like yeah. trying to be like you know if he's just like in the first or second episode of the next season if he's like ah oh, screw it i want grogu back you know mm-hmm. he starts chasing luke around and looking for him that's basically like the first two seasons combined like what he's been doing and pretty much the force awakens when ray is like looking for luke so i hope that's what doesn't happen but and, and it's like kind of what they said they were like they said the skywalker saga was done and they were like done telling like the story of skywalkers which you know if they keep bringing luke back and focusing on him is kind of ruining the point of mando being its own universe so i think getting to focus on you know the other characters that they introduced throughout this season from like big star wars stuff is definitely gonna be big like uh Bo-Katan and Boba Fett again yeah I did see like when Luke I I, I saw like something a couple weeks ago that when uh, Mark Hamill said that he was done playing Luke Skywalker however many years ago when that movie came out um he said it because like he was filming this at the time like the Mandalorian uh Mm -hmm. season finale the season two so like no that's why I guess nobody expected Luke in the finale which is obviously genius by them Mm -hmm. But well, w- wait. So when did he say that, Neil? Like after episode nine? Yeah, pretty sure after episode nine. Okay, it might have been eight. I'm not totally sure because he definitely didn't film this until like early last year, like early 2020, because that's when they started production and finished production on the show. Like right before the pandemic hit, I think is like when they finished or like we're halfway through so yeah so it's kind of um because he was talking about yeah so he talked about it like following rise of skywalker it's like Mm -hmm. a bittersweet farewell 
And then he was like, yeah, I'm done playing like Luke. Like, you know, it's been a good time. But I, yeah. I think that, the video that's definitely I saw possible. was like, yeah, like they were yeah. filming this at the time. So he had already filmed or like done the voice for it. And so, yeah. Star Wars is always like, you know, weird with actors saying like, oh yeah, I'm never coming back to that character. Because like, um, you know, like with the end of Empire Strikes Back, Han being frozen in carbonite was like kind of like to be like that Harrison Ford might or might not come back in episode six. They weren't really sure. So, no, Star Wars always like that where they're like, yeah, we're done with this character, but he could definitely come back in like 30 years even. Uh, What are some other theories we had? I know Aaron had some one about Boba that he wanted to bring up. Because oh, we yeah, obviously I was just in say, a very interesting place. I don't know, because Boba is technically like a Mandalorian, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, couldn't he technically be the one taking over Mandalorian? Like, I feel like he'd be more, like, in place taking charge of it than Mando would. Well, well, he's definitely, like, he's not even, like, interested in it from, like, what we see in episode eight, right? Is that the beginning of episode eight when he when they pick up the whole crew. Oh, right. yeah. Wait, did, didn't the thing come right. out with, like, the, the Boba Fett, like, has his own show now, too? Yeah, well, so, well, obviously, there's going to be his own uh, show, which we found out about, uh, like, the Book of Boba Fett, which we're guessing is probably going to be talking about his whole, like, experience oh, yeah, of okay. taking over Jabba's palace and all that. But I feel like there's potential with that for him to come back in Mandalorian and obviously be involved with all the stuff on Mandalore. Right. Yeah. I think actually contrary to what Aaron said, I think he could team up with Mando to maybe like take down, you know, mm-hmm. whoever's really Mandalore, right. Who is really Mandalore at the moment? Like in that the show? empire or it's like abandoned. Okay. Yeah, it's really clear, unclear about what's happening there, but um, it'll definitely be interesting to see. Uh, they so obviously there's also like you know the Ahsoka show coming up soon, um, which her episode here was kind of like a backdoor pilot too. Aaron, you were saying something. Aaron, I was just gonna say, what's the like timeline for like Baby Yoda and like. Uh, kylo ren like killing the academy because couldn't baby yoda just die isn't he like a hundred years old he's not really going to progress much no no he he, so he's kind of helpless if he dies to kylo um he would be like 80 at the 80 at the oldest i think right 80 or like 70 75 i think he wouldn't be old enough to the point where he'd have like noticeably stronger abilities, you know? So it, it the, wouldn't be a long enough time for like him to, to mature into like Yoda form, you know? Yeah. Well, what what they did I'm say, I'm thinking baby Yoda's gonna die. What Ooh, they did say think. though is that, um, uh, with Yoda at least, Yoda said he's like been training Jedi for like 600 or 700 years when he was like 800. So he since 100, he's been like a Jedi master. So by the time Baby Yoda reaches 100, which is within 50 years, he would be like Jedi master level, like an adult, basically. 
he could like yeah he could yeah. he's but so, he has that potential yeah so by the time he reaches like 70 or something which is theoretically when the whole uh death event happens right that um he would be like roughly the same age maturity wise as kylo right i feel like and probably around probably yeah a similar skill level so either there's like one of three things that happens either baby yoda like leaves with mando at some point in those like 20 years which we could find out in either this season or even more um he is killed by kylo like most of his other classmates or he's secretly one of the knights of ren because he's oh one, of the, oh my one of those gosh. that was converted. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> that would Can be so ridiculous. Wait, but wouldn't that mean that he also would then have to get killed in episode nine? Yep. We <laughs> cheered for him dying in episode nine. So no, he's dying. I, I refuse way. to believe it. Either way, he's dying. But we see yeah, we see that there's only one scenario that he doesn't die. We we see the Knights of Ren in episode nine, right? And yeah, none of them looked <laughs> none of them looked they all looked they, really tall. Like none of them. They all looked human. He could grow. <laughs> they could put him in those like Darth Maul legs from Clone Wars. Yep. Just like, oh, like you know, like no. the, like you know when you go to parades and people are walking on like on ten foot tall stilts. <laughs> they could, they could Dude, put him in like, those. His ears like fold forward to create part of his helmet or they like go up to become like horns or something <laughs> it fits it works and by then he by then he'd be like what 80 or something so he'd be appropriate skill level and then he just gets taken out though that would I, it doesn't even bother me that like i mean it bothers me but it doesn't even make me that mad that if he was one of the knights of run that he had like been turned like fine whatever but <laughs> Just that he gets like killed in a pretty lame way yeah. um, in episode nine. That would be that would be what gets me. I think. Yeah, I feel like that's the least likely thing is that he's turned. I feel like either one of two things happens: he gets taken back by Mando, which I think think is like the most likely outcome, or he, um, you know, he uh, gets killed. <laughs> um. I also wanted to, we kind of talked about this, like, you know, just between the three of us, Tyler and Neil, um, you know, some theories about characters that might appear that might still be alive, might be dead. We don't really know. Um, but I kind of wanted to get into some of that, you know, some characters you think might appear in upcoming seasons. Aaron and Curtis, you guys got some theories you got to, you want to throw out there? Even ones that are completely out of left field. I know one of the big ones we talked about was Mace Windu possibly being, you know, the Jedi that shows up at the after placing Grogu on the Seeing Stone. Because we got to talk about that. There is definitely a possibility for him being alive. I don't know about wait, you. Wait a minute, you're saying Mace Windu's coming into the Mando season? We're just theorizing here. We we had originally discussed that like it was very possible for Mace Windu to still be alive. And be the Jedi that came to the Seeing Stone for Grogu. Maybe he shows up and helps them with Mandalore. I don't know. It's possible. I feel like uh, he's one of the most like connected characters to Mandalore. Like between the Jedi 
there's like Obi-Wan and Anakin and Ahsoka. And then I would say probably Mace Windu is the next most connected. I I could see I mean, I don't really think I would actually I don't know if I'd hope for this, but I could see Han showing up as another bounty hunter type person. Or well well no, he would be he'd be with the Republic by then, right? Because it's after six, so it'd be a It's after yeah, well it's it's after I mean, six. Because after but, six he like kinda helps set up the rebellion and then at some point he leaves, but like um definitely at least for like until Kylo turns evil, which isn't for like twenty ish years possibly, he's gonna be doing all the rebellion stuff. Okay. So, That's true. But I could like maybe as like a veteran kind of mm-hmm. smuggler type person. I feel like he has like a large connection to the world that Mando's in being a bounty hunter. There's definitely high potential, I feel like, for you know the Republic to become involved with the whole Mandalore plot once like it starts really going, you know, like if a whole war breaks out that we don't know about happening in Star Wars Canon over Mandalore, I feel like there's a high potential for the Republic to show up again and like we'd possibly see Han, Leia, Chewie, you know, all in there. Wait, I don't know if this is true, but is uh Darth Maul still alive? Does the Rebels timeline like go into this one or not? No, he because dead. Yeah, he fought well, he died before Obi-Wan, right? Because Obi-Wan killed yeah. the Rebels. And then Obi-Wan yeah. died before like the fifth yeah. movie even so yeah, Rebel Rebels happens like right before her or episode four ish. Oh, right. Yeah. But yeah, that that's another big thing we got to talk about Rebels because there's heavy Rebels connections uh, throughout as well. Which uh, Neil and Tyler, I know you've seen at least parts of Rebels. Curtis and Aaron, have you guys seen any of that? Um, Nothing. How about you, Aaron? Which show? Rebels? Yeah. No, I, I haven't seen any of that, but I like know kind of about it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess then the last like really big theory we wanted to talk about is the Rebel stuff, though, uh, you know, because they make a direct reference to it in the the Jedi episode. So I was kind of curious. Yeah, what what's what's that reference? Uh, do you want me to explain yeah, it? Or take, do it. You wanna... take it away. Yeah. Um, so basically, there's a name drop. I believe it's um, Thrawn, Admiral mm-hmm. Thrawn, who is, um, I believe he's generally the primary villain throughout Rebels, and um, who is also kind of like his whereabouts are unknown at this point. Um, and, um, you know, he's operating in the shadows, essentially. And so I think that whether that be like on the Ahsoka side of things, or maybe it's like touched on in like another upcoming show, um, there will be, you know, uh, a reference to him at a certain point. Yeah. So, so the ending of Rebels has like, you know, the main Jedi protagonist, Ezra, and um, Grand, Grand Admiral Thrawn, who's the main antagonist, they both go missing together into like some portal 
in space and time or something. So we have no idea how their story ends. Um, other than I think Ezra is dead by the time Rise of Skywalker happens, possibly. Um, but basically, I think I think Ahsoka Ahsoka show is going to lean heavily on that. You know the uh, the Thrawn and Ezra stuff. But I feel like the way they're building the universe, it's going to be really heavily tied in. Like Ahsoka, Boba Fett show, and Mando are all going to be really connected with Mando as you know the main connective tissue. So I feel like we're going to see a lot. We're going to see Ezra and Thrawn possibly show up, and I think Thrawn could you know develop into the main villain of the TV universe, which would be cool. Yeah, because he uh, he worked under the. Well, he worked under Vader during Rebels, obviously, mm-hmm. um, like Empire stuff. But now that the Empire is like, you know, dissipated, like it's going to be interesting to see him take on his own like evil force. Mm-hmm. And that happens. There's also definitely like, you know, the Emperor's still in play. Like we know he's All right. alive probably, you know. So seeing how that factors in. uh I, I guess I lied. We do have one other big thing that we wanted to talk about, which is, you know, what the Empire is wanting with Grogu. Because it's a pretty big plot point and we still have no real answers other than they wanted his blood, probably for the midichlorian count. So, you know, any Definitely theories we seems got like a um, uh, Snoke type, uh, Snoke building thing, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've heard that is the, kind of the primary um, reason. It, it seems like it's legit because you know you need um, all the midichlorians, I guess, in order to kind of create Snoke. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah, quite possible. And I think I think it'd be unlikely we'd see too much directly relating to uh, Palpatine, um, just because he like was flying under the radar mm-hmm. for through the movies, like he can't be kind of very involved in whatever is happening in the world. Otherwise it feels like, you know, that would have gotten out. So I, I, I could definitely I, see like a, like a signature hologram scene, you know, like just one scene where he like comes in and tells like Thrawn or Moff Gideon or just someone like something to do just because they want that kind of call out or something. I feel like that's really direct though. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. if, if I'm going to have to, if I have to pick between you two, I think I'd say like Curtis is more along the line and maybe even something like, like a sinister, like laugh, you know, like kind of like what we mm-hmm. heard at the end of, uh, um, what's it called episode or in the trailer for rise of Skywalker, you know, mm-hmm. something that really gets the fans like, Holy shit. Like this is, this is happening. You know, I feel like it yeah. might be along the lines of that. And that would be cool too. I, I do think it's unlikely that he shows up, but I feel like, you know, the hologram thing is what I believe to be the most like direct could, way that they do it. I could see them doing a hologram thing, but using Snoke kind of as a as a smoke screen. Mm-hmm. So we, we see Snoke instead of the Emperor. Yeah. I mean it this could definitely be like the avenue that we have for learning about Snoke's origins and everything which would be an interesting angle to take. All yeah. I know right now is John Favreau and Dave Filoni are in the process of literally saving the Star Wars universe. <laughs> like they're doing so good. Yeah. All I credit mean, to them. They, they're like really 
two of the biggest creative forces I feel like in Star Wars and it's kind of because of their very obvious love for the characters in the universe that it's working out so well. Yeah. I mean, and also there's definitely, they seem to be a bit more planned out in what they want to do than the sequels were, which is a definite benefit. I feel like all of these theories we've talked about are definitely things that they've discussed, including or like possibly just like exploring a bit more you know oh yeah if we can come mm, up with it if we can come up with it they can go yeah there's no telling what they can come up with it's i mean yeah crazy. there is something to be said for not planning it out because i mean pretty clearly the original trilogy didn't have you know the whole timeline <laughs> planned yeah. out and that worked out pretty well so mm-hmm that's true, Curtis, but they were also working off of nothing. Like, there's all this base already. They kind of got to plan it off of something. That's true they, in they, order to make it consistent. So what they did, they did have, like, a giant 200-page screenplay for the original, which is, like, way too long. So they did split it up into three parts and just stretch out each of those parts. So they did have, like, a kind of idea, I think, of where they wanted the story to go, which... I think is maybe the second most fleshed out the movies have ever been, you know, behind the prequels. The prequels are very much like, this is what we want to do. Their execution just wasn't the best, maybe. You know. Well, I don't know. That Coleman yeah. Trevor guy. Yeah, kind of kind of a king. He really ties it together. Yeah. <laughs> he's really he the connective the tissue of the Star Wars universe. What if he's Palpatine? I he mean, we, we did see that he's possibly a Sith Lord. Exactly. Yeah. Well, if we don't have any more, uh, you know, wild conspiracy theories uh, to talk about here, I think we're about wrapped up. Uh, Curtis, Aaron, thank you guys so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for inviting us on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. I'll, I'll talk about the Mando any day. Yeah, we, we're definitely going to have to have you guys back. We'll have you back next episode, probably. And uh, until next time, this has been Double Stuff Cinema. Get stuffed.